Hello, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's popping in the culture. And there's a show on HBO now called Barry, which my wonderful guest today, Henry Winkler, uh, co-stars in with Bill Hader. And he plays an acting teacher who's charming because he's played by Henry, a bit of a prick. Well, why should I talk? I've got you here. No, but I, I'm, I'm so he? thrilled to meet you in person. I have Me to too. say that. Thank you. Me too. But you know what? He is every drama teacher. You know, they say, if you can't do it, teach. Mm-hmm. You know, if you lose a commercial to a gecko, teach. <laughs> you know, if your last headshot, you had a mullet, teach. Teach. You know? <laughs> so he's a conglomerate of so many teachers that I've either heard about or had in, you know, my career. Did you, how many acting teachers did you have when you started? Okay, I had four in college. Whoa! I had a director um, in college, uh, so he's a fifth. Then at, uh, at Yale Drama School, I had maybe 14 teachers, different teachers over the years. Did you learn anything from them? I did. Really? I did. Now, I, I think preparation is really important. I think if you don't want to be a flash in the pan, you know, you get on television, you're a big star, you think, oh, I am, I, as the Fonz, I was an well, international yeah. star. Oh, well, yeah. And I thought I was going to go from mountaintop to mountaintop. I thought I had a beat until I looked down and there were these big grass stains on my jeans from sliding right into the valley. <laughs> you know? <laughs> not working for many years, mm-hmm. you know, because they said, well, we love him. He is so talented, but he was the font. <laughs> and let me tell you, I thought I'd beat the system. Not the font doesn't go away. Henry. No, he doesn't. He I love doesn't. him. I love him. He's, he's a part of not just your life, but everybody whose life he touched. Yeah. And we live in a world where we can have him whenever we want. Yes, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I, you know how great the Fonz is? He watches Barry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how would. loyal he I is. I didn't think he yes. would. You know, we, we have built a little house for him uh, on the back of our property. <laughs> he fixes the cars. It's great. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> once hybrids came in, his garage became a Starbucks. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do there now. He had no idea There's what to do with that battery. You seem like a guy who's happy in his life. I am happy. He, really? I swear to God. So when you when you get a an offer for a part, like Gene, what is he? Gene Kusina. Uh, I think named after the doctor that helped um, uh, Bill and his wife bring their daughters into the world, Dr. Kusina. Oh, well, that's nice. It was Dewey, yeah. is it? And yet... What a great name. <laughs> Kusinel is not... He really wants the money up front, doesn't he? Well, you know, he does care about his students. Mm-hmm. Their ability to pay. Mm-hmm. And That's their, key. And, and on time. Yeah. And in cash. <laughs> and then I want to tell you, they are brilliant. They are the best acting students in America, in my class. Really? Because yeah. Because they can pay on time they in can cash. Pay. What do I care? I don't care whether they can act or not. I keep wanting to say, Henry, it's it's made up. It's fiction. They're not your students. I have. Uh, I have. Is that uh, how you you get to? I've absorbed. It's. Just, I've just taken it all in. It's all real to you. Yeah. 
I've only taught really four times. I had a, a master class years ago at Northwestern, mm-hmm. and then three at Emerson College where I went in Boston. Uh, and what I realized, you can move a student to taste something different in a scene. You don't have to beat them into a pulp. Or to force them to act the way you no, <laughs> would right. do it. Right. That always seemed to me the worst of acting teachers. Yeah. yeah and, and Here's it, how I do it. Yes, so right. So do it that way. I, I once walked into my acting teachers, uh, into my class at Emerson College in my second year, sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm going to try something brand new. I am going to read the scene and act it at the same time. My teacher said, and you are really thrown out of my class. I was thrown out of my major. It took me four weeks to talk my way back in. What did you do? I was lazy. I forgot to memorize it. So I said, I came up with a new scheme. Didn't work. But you have. I mean, not only do you do the series of books about dyslexia, but you went through it. Yes, you you never lose your dyslexia. You learn to negotiate it. So what I say at any moment in time during a day to a child is that your brilliance has nothing to do with how you do in school. It has nothing, it only has to do with the wonderful thoughts in your brain. And you don't give up on your thoughts or your dream. And yet it's so terrifying because you feel apart from everybody else. I was terrified until last Thursday. (laughs) It's good that it took a while, but still. Really? I feel very calm now. But I'm not kidding. You are, you're constantly plagued by believing those early um, messages. Uh, don't be stupid. You're a moron. You're lazy. Don't do that. And a child hears you and starts to think, maybe I am. Who was giving you these messages? My teacher. Yeah. My short German-Jewish parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were and short. They, is, that, is that part of the reason? They were not just short. short. They were short. <laughs> really short? Yes had a little stepladder in order to get in the car. <laughs> now, sure he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they were, um, it was very uh, non-supportive. That's why uh, my wife and I are different parents. Uh, whatever the child brought home, as long as they tried, our three children, as long as they tried, as hard as they could, I, we did not care about their grades. It's a great thing. What else can they do? I'm with you. One is a director, uh, just directed a movie. Now I'm becoming a Jewish mother. Mm -hmm. He just directed a Jewish, uh, uh, no, he directed a a movie. He directed a Jewish Jewish movie. movie. It's called Flower. (laughs) I love this flower. It's adorable. It smells so good. Uh, Flower with um, uh, Zoe Deutsch, who is Mm -hmm. unbelievable. So the kids are doing great. Yes. One is a teacher, or was a teacher. Now mama, three boys. And our oldest son, Jed, who came into my life when he was four, uh, is an executive. Came in through... A a marriage. First marriage. Yes. Another... He knocked at the door. I opened the door. And he came in and said, everybody's welcome here. Yes, that's what we said. We hung out a shingle. This is how to do it. Come here, we'll feed you. you, (laughs) You'll have a little kuchen. Kuchen, I like that. It was like... A a lot in that, doing that. But it's difficult if you... Because I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, where did it start? Where did you come from? 
Where did this happen? Take me back to that time. All right, I lived you. here in Manhattan. You lived here. 78th Street short and Broadway. Jewish parents. Very short. Not understand. I would have to look for them. They were hiding behind the kitten. They... <laughs> I made that. You got a million of them. No, I just made that up. <laughs> no, I, it just that. came out. I, I don't. I can't stop myself. I went to PS eighty seven, and then I started. When I write the books, uh, the little boy Hank Zipser that I write about with Lynn Oliver goes to PS eighty seven. So it's that same thing. It's the same thing right. that you're going through. That's right. But isn't it traumatizing? Traumatizing. When you do not know what's wrong with you. Traumatizing. Yeah. I, you, because along with that, come, there's an emotional component of uh, dyslexia where you really have no sense of self and you don't have the confidence. So I had this battle of, I had confidence and I had none and they would smash each other in my, in my mind and in my body all the time. I was outgoing, but yet very shy. Uh, always insecure. But you, you had the ability to, when you say outgoing, you could play somebody else? Was it I didn't, you or I was didn't, it somebody No, else? it was me. It was just uh, what I thought was a charming me. But when, let's uh, school dance at McBurney. I went to McBurney. Uh -huh. No longer exists. I have no history. <laughs> so McBurney School for Boys. Once it's gone, there's just... It's unbelievable. You're gone too. I'm gone too. <laughs> yeah. We, at the dance contest... I was really good uh, during the school, the uh, Friday dances. But I would take a date and she would stand against the wall and I had to make my way into every click in the room. I had to touch base to see if I still existed. And um, so I never, I was never able to have any kind of relationship because I was always searching for myself out there somewhere. Well, what happens when huge success hits you? I don't know how it was that you got this role of the font. What was I auditioned. It? You auditioned, and they yeah. said, did they have anybody else in mind? Or they, it was always you. The room, you know, they call it a green room where all the actors were waiting to meet Gary Marshall and Tom Miller and Eddie Milkus and 12 Gary other Marshall, people. bless his heart. Bless his yeah. soul. Mm -hmm. My mentor. Mm -hmm. I kiss his ring. Mm -hmm. He taught me. I can't even begin. And he also gave me my life. He gave me my professional life. Mm -hmm. But I'm everybody in the room I had seen on TV and me. Yeah. And I walked in and I just had six lines and I changed my voice. And all of a sudden, it, the, what I realized in that moment is I am not a leading man. I am a character actor. Because changing my voice was like it turned a key. And I got a call at the, when my money was over, when I had to go back to New York City from California. They called and said, would you like to play this character? It was amazing. What happens to your head when this success happens? Because he's a supporting character in the beginning, isn't he? Do you know what I realized, honestly? No matter how big the success was, I never grew an inch and I never got smarter. I still couldn't do geometry. It's a difficult thing, success like that, because it's not like, well, this is a successful show. You become, there's nobody doesn't know who the Fonz is. Right, that is true. When we went to, uh, I took my children to visit the, uh, uh, the Hopi Nation mm -hmm. in Arizona with Stacy, and uh, Jed was studying in the third grade. 
And I was respectful as the Fonz to um, the Native Americans in one episode. And they treated us like we were members of the family. Mm-hmm. For that, they watched by attaching their television to a car battery. That was their electricity. It was so touching, I can't tell you. It sounds like a wonderful thing that's happening. Sometimes people see only the negative side of that kind of fame. I used to be a negative thinker. And it I'm not sound kidding. like it. I don't know why oh, that no, 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 no. I was the king of negative thinking. I read Fritz Perls. I read everybody. But th- what I found was, and I, I talk about this all the time, I found the disciple of Gurdjieff, who was a philosopher I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But his, his disciple said one sentence in this book I wrote, don't put a period on the end of a negative thought. A negative thought comes into your mind, you just say out loud, I'm sorry, I have no time for you now, and you replace it with a positive. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you keep moving to your dream. Because that negative thought will stop you right where you are. It will like glue you um, to, the, to the place, and you'll never get where you're going. But you did. I did. You did. I and wanted yet, it so bad. What you do when Happy Days ends as a show, and you're the, there's a period where you say, am I always going to be this guy? Am I always going to be this character? First of all, I, I thought that. But I, I had an office at Paramount Studios. Mm-hmm. It was part of my, my deal. I had an office there. I did MacGyver there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, But I had lived my dream, and I had no backup plan. I didn't know what I wanted that badly for what I was going to do next. I wasn't getting an acting job. Didn't I, they want you to do Grease? Didn't they want you to be They wanted me to do Grease, but that was during a Happy, happy Days. days. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, like an idiot. I thought, oh, well, you know, I've done the Fonz. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a good decision. Whoa. No one saw that movie. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. But um, I did not know what to do. I felt, honest to God, rudderless. I had no direction. I had no... uh, From seven unto the fawns, I ate through brick. All of a sudden, I had no... I didn't know what my impetus was going to be. And I... It hurt me in my brain. I, you, I felt psychic pain from not having a direction. And how did you get past that? I was smart enough to know if you don't know what you're going to do, you're feeling so badly, don't do anything. And then slowly but surely I started producing. I tried my, to direct. I started directing. And in 1991, the show was over in 1983, I started to act again. And how did it feel? Putting those bigger back on. When you do a play, and the, the run is over, and you come back and you do that play again in a year or two, the play has lived in you and has grown exponentially. It comes out better. I was on the road to being a better actor. When I got the Fonz, I was 27. Mm -hmm. 
I had a dream of who I wanted to be as an actor, of what I wanted to, to be as an actor. I'm now 72. I just flipped the numbers, and I'm starting to be who I dreamt of being when I was 27. I remember, loved you on a show called Royal Pains. Yes. Yeah. I love doing that. Oh, God. Eddie, you know? Yes. There's, there's this father that basically wasn't a good father. No. But wanted to be. Yes. Eventually. Right. He wanted some changes in After it. I met them as adults. Eddie Lawson. Right. Yeah. To do that. And then you have the travel show that you do with... <gasps> Better late than never. What now, happened? how about that? How about that? I, I'm called in by, uh, by Universal and uh, NBC, and they say, hey, we'd like you to be the executive producer. We don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to travel around the world and possibly eat a goat from the inside out. And I said, you know what? Thank you so much. I'm going to go to my car now because I'm not eating that goat. goat. <laughs> and they said, okay, okay, we won't eat the goat. And then we get to do Terry Bradshaw, Bill Shatner, George Foreman and Jeff Dye and I traveled through Asia and this pastime through Europe and maybe we're going to go again in uh, uh, 2019. What about you looking at you? When you look at yourself on Barry, are you critical of yourself? There's that acting teacher that is in every actor? Yes. The one that says that? Yes. Can you be satisfied with what you no. do? No. Never. But I'm much happier as a human being now in every aspect, in my marriage, in, with my children, in my work, with my new puppy. Oh, my God. Sadie, if you're watching, Sadie, I love you. <laughs> what yeah. would you say to the kid you that's at McBurney and having these difficulties? Uh, in his you life? don't have to worry so much. You don't have to spend so much energy in your day worrying about what is going to happen, it does work out if you prepare yourself and you are tenacious and you're grateful. Tenacity and gratefulness. Yes. Because it does require that. Yes. You could have a lot of people in your position growing up like could have said, I don't want to go through this anymore. Right. I can't do this. I, 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 did, not, I did not know what else to do. I, there was nothing else. If I wasn't an actor, if I really did not earn a living and put a roof over my head with acting, I would work with children exclusively to make sure that their self-image um, was straight and, and powerful, uh, unlike mine. This is the first time you've been on the show. You don't know that we end in song all the time. This you one? sound, yeah. You sound constantly like somebody who could burst into Les Miserables on a dime. Okay, let me just say that my dream, yeah. if there is such a thing as reincarnation, mm -hmm. I am coming back as the boss. I'm coming back <laughs> as Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen, do you hear that? Yes. So is that what you're going or to do Sia, a little? Uh, or Ben. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I like the whole... The, the, yeah, but I met her. I met her. See, I get tongue-tied with musical stars. Mm -hmm. So I put out into the world how much I tell everybody I love Sia. Sia. I met her agent. I said, oh, please, you have to tell her I love her. I really do. And I've only seen her with the wig. Of course. Okay. And, and the thing. Okay. So now I'm in a grocery store in L.A. I walk in to get some bread. And a woman walks up to me and goes, I'm Sia. <laughs> I went, oh, my God. She said, I'm Sia. Yeah. Talking to Judd Apatow. They're talking. I walk in. Mm -hmm. I gave her a hug. I didn't know what else to do. What else could you do? It was that moment. So are you going to do a Sia song for me? What are you going to do? 
Um, uh, what is that song in your heart, Henry Winkler? You know what? There are lots of songs in my heart. Uh, not one of them will come out of my mouth. <laughs> not even a little bit of one? Come on. Don't break my heart. No. Um, I, you know what? Now that you have said this, I, I swear to God. There's I, no song coming to no, you. No. And I, I want to be there for you. you? I Peter, really I, want you to I'm be there. I'm not kidding. <laughs> What do you sing to the puppy? I'm gonna f- ride on a chandelier. That's not the right words. Doesn't matter. It's uh, close to the tune. <laughs> chandelier was right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Sia. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Thank you. Thank you. You are a pleasure to talk to. Ditto. You really are. This, this is was it. A wonderful Why did this have to stop? 